welcome to The Pen and the Yod. Join Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshayamit Synagogue in Chicago and author Jonathan I as they talk about this week's Torah portion of Re'eh, virtually or in person. How do we experience God? Have you ever been in a situation where you spontaneously offered a prayer? Could be, you know, it was a near miss, a uh, possible accident, a dangerous situation, or uh, a moment where you're sort of just struck by the beauty of the world around you. Oh yeah, I think th- I think that happens all the time. Actually, I don't, I, I can't, I don't even have to try to think of one occasion because I feel like there are moments every day where I feel thankful, uh, where I'm in awe, where I feel like someone I love had a good outcome, and I'm I'm so grateful. And I you know I think about God all the time. Uh, I'm happy to say that um, that's that's a pretty common occurrence. Have you ever had one of those moments in synagogue? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I think I have actually. I think I have because I feel like there's something about synagogue that focuses your thinking along those lines. And I think that when you're in the groove and you're in the right frame of mind, and it, it leads you toward those thoughts in a more concentrated way. And and that is part of the reason I go to synagogue. That maybe not as much as I should, but I do go. You might. <laughs> I, I really I appreciate your answer very much, and yet it, it's possible that you have more of these moments outside the synagogue than in the synagogue, right? You don't have to be in the synagogue to have these moments. In fact, you can have them anywhere. Yeah, right. They're more like maybe they're more like micro moments. You know, they happen and they come and go, and you don't think about them as much, but they uh, but they add up. I'd say. The reason I'm mentioning this is that in our portion this week, there's a real focus on having a central place of worship, the place that I will choose for you, God says. And that place is going to be Jerusalem uh, eventually. The idea of having a central place of worship was then extended to the temple and then extended after the temple was destroyed to the synagogue. And the question is, why have a synagogue as a center for Jewish prayer? What does that do for us? Why should we have it in this post-COVID era? It's a question on more than a few people's minds. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, you said when the synagogue was destroyed, um, they were allowed to... um to have prayer elsewhere. And when our, when, when COVID swept across our community, uh, we were allowed to have synagogue uh, and, and do our communal prayers together over, over Zoom. So we, we've adapted too. So I'm sure you've had a great chance to reflect on the difference between gathering by Zoom and gathering in person. And I'm, I'm sure many of us have had a chance, you know, have thought about it from our own perspectives. You've thought about it from the community's perspective in, in ways that maybe I haven't in terms of Zoom, is that whether the the rabbi likes it or not, whether the board of directors likes it or not, is almost inconsequential. Because you can't simply say, oh, well, we, we have control over COVID now, God willing. So no more video. People have gotten used to it. People have made it very clear that this is something that they want going forward. So it's here to stay, at least at Ancham, and I can say that with some surety. And that's our reality. So on the one hand, we, we have a central place. You're just doing it virtually. 
But the, the question is, what do we get out of the experience, whether we're in the room or at home? What does praying as a community do for us that those other moments that you have during the course of the day make it qualitatively different? You know, I can remember when my, my grandmother, who lived in Miami, got old in her 80s, she would um, listen to the high holiday services on the radio because she couldn't make it anymore. She felt like she couldn't get to shul anymore. And she missed out on not just seeing people, but praying alone, I think, felt very different for her. And, and I think that for those of us who tried it over Zoom, you know, we talked earlier in the conversation about that feeling that you get, that concentrated feeling of you're experiencing something spiritual. Um, it, it happens more easily when you're among others, uh, when you're with your, in your community, when you can feel the people around you all, you know, coming together to do the same thing at the same time. And I think, it, I think you just put your finger right on the issue. I had this experience just a couple of weeks ago. I had a hospitalization this summer. I spent a couple of weeks in the hospital. And uh, there is a tradition that we say a prayer of thanksgiving after a um, harrowing experience. And so a person is called to the Torah. And after the Torah blessings, they say, in, I'm going to translate it, praise to you, God, our sovereign of time and space, who bestows goodness on us despite our imperfections and who has treated me so favorably. So that's the blessing called Birkata Gomel. And what's so interesting to me about it is that the community responds to it. In other words, once the person says the blessing from the Bima, from the, uh, over the Torah, the community responds and says, may the one who has shown such favor to you continue to bestow all that is good upon you forever. So it is really a communal moment Right. It's not just you standing up there and meditating, but you saying it out loud, verbalizing your feelings and then having the community respond. So so I sent a note out to the congregation that I was going to do this and I got up to say the prayer and I got halfway through the prayer and suddenly I just broke down in tears. And what happened in that moment was. I had a realization of everything that I had gone through, the surgeries and the, the difficult moments and the discomfort of it. And it was just overwhelming, as was my sense of Thanksgiving. So here I am, you know, kind of bowled over in, in, in tears. And I hear the congregation then offer their response. Mi gamalcha may the one who has shown such favor to you continue to bestow all that is good upon you forever. And I can tell you, Jonathan, that I suppose it's possible to do this on Zoom, but being in the room, being surrounded by people was such a powerful experience, you know, that it couldn't have been equaled online. And, I, and that was a moment for me when I understood why a community you know, it just impressed upon me yet again, why that is so important. I just wanted to share that with you because I just, it was such a powerful experience. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing to think about and reflect on. And it, you know, it occurs to me that there's power in community for sure, um, especially when it's a community of people that you've known um, and cared about for years who've been coming together in this way for years. And that's true probably 
without religion, right? If if you just have a group that you that you've known and cared about, your you know your your high school friends or your college friends, and you and you've kept close with coming together as a group has a certain kind of power, and then you add to that the the uh, the, the spirituality, the religion, the the, uh, the appreciation, the thanks to God, and it, and it's really something, you know. It's um, I don't think there's any way to duplicate that feeling of of being in that group and feeling the the people around you. I don't think there will ever be a technology that that can replicate that, and I'm sure you've given sermons or, or been in situations where you've spoken and, and looked out at a pretty empty room, right? And and think about how that sort of saps your energy. I know I've given talks or, you know, gone showed up at bookstores to talk about my work and found even nobody there, literally once nobody, but sometimes, you know, just two or three people. And it it's very hard to to feel the same passion you can you can say the same words but being surrounded by people uh, you know has a kind of en- energy that you can replace it. and I, I fear that part of that is is going to be lost we we have people now who are creating entire worlds real estate online where you you as a computerized image can appear right you can kind of live your life online as a cartoon-like character. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the virtual reality, and there's, you know, obviously there's lots of people going to school completely online now and, you know, never meeting their classmates. And there's no question that it's that, that something's already being lost. I'm saying that people create an image of themselves and that they kind of go about their day. I know a rabbi, actually, he's in the Chicago area who has been working on kind of creating an artificial reality where you could go to synagogue. Your avatar can go to synagogue and you can sit with other people in the synagogue and you can pick your seat and, you know, sing along and maybe even be called up for an aliyah. But so you so you're actually having an experience of it without experiencing being there. This rabbi says this is what's coming and I want to prepare for it. So, you know, he may be the smartest one of all saying, you know, I, I saw a trend coming. I didn't like it but I did prepare for it. I have to say, Jonathan, I don't know what to do with it, except that something is being lost when we can't sit together in the room. There's a sixth sense that you're with other people, you're hearing them live, and you are experiencing something with other people. And I fear that that's going to get lost. And so I do think that having a centralized place of worship is important. It's not the only place to experience God. But I do think it's vital as human beings for us. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, we do what we can. We do what we have to do. We adapt um, and we make the best of, of any kind of a challenging situation as we've all been through the last few years. But um, I, don't, I don't think anybody could really deny, uh, certainly, you know, my grandmother, who I now mentioned twice, nice to think about her, sitting on the couch listening to high holiday services because she couldn't take the bus anymore to synagogue. Uh, but... Um, she was clearly yearning for that community. So if you're out there listening, come to synagogue once in a while, and I think you'll you'll hear a difference. Being in the room with the cantor is a very different type of experience. And if you can't take the bus anymore, call us and we'll, uh, we'll pick you up. All right, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Rabbi.